Do you want me to do a thing with the guy, Mr. Boner? With what? Well, the good thing with the guy with the thing. One of those things. When the politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively politicking with the show where I, I don't, don't know man Cause the truth is I, I don't, don't know man I just I I don't know I don't know I know You're not supposed to know I know You can't know I know That is contrary to the Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Politinkering. Where's my clap? Give me my clap. With us, as always, Mr. Sean Fall. Across the half round is Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. Can I suggest that we add clinking to the clapping? Like, for the bar, like a clink, like everybody, like kind of a cheersy thing, since it's supposed to feel like a bar room? Oh, we can turn it into like a a bar room mix with the the loud noises and the... Something like that. Just like a cheers. Like, hey, Loud noises. No, Um, not loud noises, but just cheersy thing. I don't know. I want to hear glasses clink. Okay. Well, I'm Joey Bonier. Nice to meet you all. Hi, Boner. Nice to see you all again. Uh, (laughs) So today, what we're going to be talking about is a pretty serious topic. We're going to be talking about uh, the war on terror. Mm. And specifically, the continual war on terror. And my real question is to you, when will this war end? And how could we end this war? Um, I don't know, man. Other questions involved might be, uh, what's the best way to end a war? Do we fight this war ourselves? Uh, Where is it going to be fought? On the ground. In the air. In the sea. In in the hearts and minds of every man, woman, and child. In ideas. Since we're fighting terror, uh, what is terror? Maybe I thought we could talk about that. What is a terrorist? Ah! It's Halloween. Um, as far as a war is considered, uh, does Congress need to declare this as a war? Does yes. the president have unilateral power to no. wage war? Uh, or should, I guess, should the president? I don't know. Um, also, I kind of wanted to have a discussion about G-dubs, George W. Bush, if you could. How do we feel about him now? Because he's kind of in the news recently, and he really is the architect of this war on terror, or at least his administration. Um, and I also kind of want to talk about the different populations and how, how does war affect the home population, meaning, you know, literally America, or how does the war affect the affected population in, you know, in country? Um, should we have a draft? Who should be drafted? Uh, what laws should be considered there? It's pronounced drought. <laughs> That's California. Well, okay. <laughs> um, let's start with the big one, I guess. Um, is this war ever going to end? Sean's? Collective Sean's? <laughs> What war? Yeah, which one are you referring to of the five wars we are currently engaged uh, in? How about just the idea of like wars in general? Will they ever end? It does seem like... This- yeah, I mean, that's the whole idea of a war on a concept. The idea of like the war on drugs or sure. the war on terror is that like it is perpetual war. That is essentially the, the military industrial complex that we were warned about. But uh, What if it's just in the language though? Like the war on drugs, the war on terror, whatever. If it's just in the language, if we didn't call that, call it a war on drugs or a war on terror, would we be so militant about it? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Uh, um, I, I do think that there is a, uh, you know, a lot of power to the phraseology that we assign to things. Okay. Um, you know, like the Las Vegas shooter, there was a lot of arguments over whether he was a terrorist or whether he was just a uh, was a lone wolf or you know. What's the difference there? Um, well, some people are arguing skin color. Um, I would argue motive. 
So to, the ideology. Yeah, I, I, oh. to me, a terrorist is someone that is trying to spread a specific ideology. Now, uh, it looks like the gunman in Las Vegas has gone to great lengths to not have any specific known ideology, or at least it's being covered up if you talk I'm to I'm slightly Jones. confused, though. Hang on. Let, let me take a step back there. What, I don't understand what you mean. If, if someone— they're trying to sp- a terrorist is someone who's trying to spread a particular ideology. Yeah, that's the whole idea of terrorism is that you're using the threat of violence, you're using force to spread your either religion or political view. I, I don't think I understand that. How does that work? That you are trying to scare people into either acquiescing or el- be just being eliminated, and so all that's left is the people that believe what you believe. Okay, I don't. Okay, I'm you, not sure that's you, a fair enough tactic. <laughs> oh, what, whether or not it's it's actually... I don't think terrorism's fair, guys. Yeah, it, well, well, it, it just it, doesn't seem like a logical way to go about it. I no, mean, it's I, not viable. Okay. It's not It's not necessarily a uh, actually influential. Sure, right. but I mean, when has you terrorism are, ever actually won? Is it another good question? Or I mean, it depends on your perspective. I mean, the sure. you know the Revolutionary War, sure. yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, we were the terrorists and we won and it was good for all. Well, we're freedom fighters, it was better you for most. fucking blasphemous bastard. <laughs> That's the thing. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom, freedom fighter. Uh, you and your you and your words. Yep. I don't know. Well, um, is is it possible to end this war? Do you guys see an end in sight? What, what could happen? What has to happen? We have to decide that this isn't a war. At, you know, we 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 basically just have to redirect our attention. So once we've started a war on an idea, the only way is to uh to stop that idea, to stop at least, you know, the propaganda behind that. You know, we can always be at war with terrorists and we can always be, you know, trying to hunt down and stop people from doing yeah. bad things, but to call this the war on terror is basically or to stop calling it the war on terror is the end of it. I mean, it is so, it is literally just semantics. I've I've heard people rename this as the war on radical Islamic terror. Mm. Um, you know, and you can take that for what it's worth if you don't like that term, whatever. If people don't like that term, but um, you know, I guess instead of fighting terrorism all over the place in in everywhere, I mean, maybe we're just specifically fighting in the Middle East. But that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. It seems to be that it's spreading all over the world. We're fighting it, obviously, in Africa now, in Asia, you know, obviously Middle East. But you know, even in Europe, we, we can think about. Fighting terrorism in Europe is, in in some senses, right? ISIS mm-hmm. attacks Europe, right? Are you asking if it's our job as Americans to? We can take it there. I mean, I yeah, sure, we can take it there. Fine. Well, I mean, what, what, what were you getting to with the Europeans, though? Like, I was just kind of saying that if we are fighting a specific location or in a location, mm-hmm. we can at least maybe have that war be winnable. Whereas if we're just fighting, like you said, the ideology, it's yeah. almost everywhere at all times, and it seems impossible to win the war. Exactly. It's like the war on crime. So right. we, you know, if we declare war on crime, we're never going to win, you know, unless we become a, uh, uh, you know, a complete dictatorship like, uh, you know, Singapore for caning people for, you know, spray painting signs or something like that. Like the, the only way to actually win that is uh, to... I mean, there's always going to be these issues. There's always going to be an oppressed people that are going to see terrorism or, you know, um, uh, large, large amounts of violence as the way to either draw attention to a subject or to, uh, you know, 
change the odds. So I, I, I mean, it's it's just something that is innate in humanity. I don't think it is it is something that you can ever get rid of. So in that sense, yes, we would be fighting forever. Um, but then let's narrow it down, I guess, to the Middle East, Middle East, um, Middle East, at least. That was good. <laughs> um, I'm curious how what you guys were like when the Iraq War started, because. To me, that was the, the turning. Obviously, 9-11 was the turning point. But, you know, when we really invaded Iraq. Was that, it the turning point, though? Turning point of what? Yes. Everything. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's no, no, the no, day for, everything changed. Okay. Were you not alive then? We no, were, no, for sure. When terrorism guess, came home to the United States. Yeah. Well, When so, we realized what Europe had been going through for decades. Okay. Yeah, sure. But the Iraq War specifically? Sure. Were you, were you against the Iraq War? How old were you, Sean? Oh, Brian. I was in college. I was 20. 20 probably. Um, I remember, so I remember being in, what was that? 2003. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was in an apartment with, um, with my ex-girlfriend, her friend, and this other guy, all, all of whom I believe were Republicans, um, more or less. And I guess I sort of was at the same time. The, what ended up happening, what, you know, the, the whole, oh, God, how did it actually start? I don't even remember where it really came from. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> we were watching when Bush made his whatever speech. And, and, you know, I remember my ex turning to me and being like, we're going to war. And I'm like, God damn it, man. I, I didn't understand why. The principle was, of course, weapons of mass destruction are in Iraq. It hmm. didn't seem like enough to me to go to war for any mm -hmm. reason. Because so, there's weapons of mass destruction everywhere. <laughs> Not, well, there aren't, but it depends on how you define it. Exactly. Like nuclear weapons, yeah. sure. We well, are definitely being fed all of that, yeah. right? Saddam right, exactly. has weapons of mass destruction. He's killing his people. And I didn't, but, and, and even if there was the case, I didn't see it as enough to go to war because I didn't see the link between 9-11 and Iraq. Well, that's, that's in a whole thing. other, yeah, they did sell that. That's the problem. That's the problem. And that was the question. And so I remember- Yeah, that was sold for two years. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I never bought it. So yeah, yeah. I, I vaguely remember being sort of tossed around as like, well, are you sure? How do you know? But it just seemed more like a retribution thing from Bush to be like, oh, let me go back to get my daddy, what my daddy did. Um, so no, for me, it was it, I, as the second it happened, that's honestly the moment I, I stopped being Republican. I became an independent. And I was hmm. like, I'm not, you know what, man? I, I, this whole militarization sort of mentality, this like America rah-rah bullshit, I, I just... I wasn't on board, man. Hmm. Um, and so when that election cycle came around and, and I got the form again to register for the primary, I, there's a, there was a box on it that said very specifically, it's like, I, you know, I no longer want, wish to be like a registered as a Republican. And I marked that box because hmm. effectively of the Iraq war. Interesting. I, I just, it didn't, it didn't seem like the way that I felt like we should be going. Yeah, I it's, never knew I, that about you. That you that was kind of the the changing point for yeah, you. Yeah, it was. It was. It, because I still that's always what it find was. it weird to try and think of you as a registered Republican. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's yeah. you know it's it's who it's not it's not that far off from where I am where I stand now. It, oh, I, 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 I mean, guess on the I, fence. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. No, I'm just um, like I grew up in such a non-political atmosphere. Like to even have a political affiliation before you know you are an adult to me just seems kind of weird in general. He was 20, but, but yeah. I got well, like I said my parents never voted, so like to me, oh, okay. Democrats and Republicans were just kind of you know. Yeah, I grew up in a very there, political, like, politically oriented culture. I guess. Right I, I mean, when I was 16, I was you know canvassing for different people, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. But um, I, I was really upset at myself when 2003 came around. And I, looking back, because I remember I was in 10th grade 
And our history teacher was started talking about it and asked us, you know, do you support this war? And everyone went around the room and said, yes, 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 yes. And came to me and I just didn't, I didn't know enough. Mm. Uh, I was just kind of bought everything that was sold to me. And wow. I said, yes. And there was this one girl in class who raised her hand and said no. And everyone laughed at her and like joked with and, and made yeah. fun of her. And I was like, looking back, I mean, she was so fucking brave, but we all thought she was this loser hippie, you know? And, and I really was, I'm ashamed that, that that it took, you know, long for me. I mean, I was in 10th grade, but to really realize that I was, you know, I, I was sold a lie and I mm. totally bought it hook, line and sinker. How long before you come around on Trump Russia then? <laughs> Uh, not not long enough, I guess. <laughs> you gotta start listening to Alex Jones, man. Yeah, man. It's yeah. all it's all Hill Dog. I don't think so. Nah, yeah. pass P on it. Hard pass. Podesta and fucking uh, uh, Bill Clinton speeches paying off the fucking. Uh, uh, you think it's any? You think it's any? You think it's any coincidence that Podesta has the same sort of prefix as pedophile? <laughs> He's a pedo. A podo. Po pode. Mm. What about you, uh, Sean? I'm Fox? not a pedo. <laughs> By the way, that's all on Alex Jones, not a reference. So if you're not listening to oh, Alex yeah. Jones, you don't understand why that's funny. The and by the way, I don't like to listen to Alex Jones. You do. Shut, shut You up. just don't like to tell people you do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to tell people that I do listen to him, or I don't like to tell people that I like listening to him. Both. I do not like listening to him. Bullshit. <laughs> it is, well, it is fun. He wouldn't do anything you didn't enjoy. Yes, he would. I, yeah, I, I would. guess that's true. All the yeah. fucking time. Yeah. He's, he's, he doesn't do really know what because fun they have is. to. Yeah. Yeah. He flagellates himself with work. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. Um, okay. So Sorry, I was texting, by the way. Like, literally, work is happening yeah. as we speak. Yeah. Are we okay? Like, do we have it. to stop? No, we're fine. Uh, we're Sean okay. Fall, Thanks, how about you? What, what was going on in your, in your life 2003? Um, I was a loser, um, well, much like today. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was... Ch -ch 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 chain Yeah, I, I, was, I was expecting a draft. Um, I, was, I was pretty much prepared for... Like, I mean, you know, once 9-11 happened, we, uh, me and my friends just kind of looked at each other and we were, yeah, draft is coming back. Like, that is... Uh, How old were you? 9-11, um, I would have been... Uh, like 20, 19? Uh, just about to turn 21. Okay, so, so 2003, you were 24-ish, okay? Yeah, so, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, or 23, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so, I mean, this is actually something I was thinking about recently. Like, looking back, I, I, I actually do wish I had joined or had the opportunity to join the military, but my at the time, I knew I was against that war and I was against the people in charge. And that is really ultimately what kept me from joining the military. Um, you know, so I ended up on a fishing boat in Alaska, which is kind of different. That's about fair. That's yeah. all right. <laughs> I went through a similar thing, I think. Um, after 10th grade, I, I, you know, in 11th grade, we're all applying for colleges and I wanted to go to West Point. I probably mm -hmm. told the story before. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, after 2004-ish, 2005-ish, I did realize that this was a mistake in some way or something was, uh, something was wrong and I didn't really want to volunteer to go um so that really yeah, changed my mind you, you know who was the canary in the coal mine back then though huh no who mr alex jones okay he i mean he was one of the largest voices or loudest voices i would say raging against the the bullshit that the uh bush campaign or bush uh propaganda was putting out I think yeah, that's just kind of anti-establishment. But um, yeah. but it was interesting enough. My one of my heroes, Christopher Deep Hitchens, State. Hitchens yep. was very pro Iraq War, which was very conflicting. Mm, that's for me. weird. Yeah, because you know the atheist. The well, so was Hill Dog. Yeah, Hill Dog is definitely part of that. I think. Um, I'm the she military voted, industrial she, complex. She voted for the war, yeah. I believe. I mean, yeah. she, she did come come around, but like everyone did. Well, later. hindsight is twenty twenty, and sure. that's you know they're there to be. <laughs> who's proactive. hindsight? Who's hindsight running with? 
Um, in the next cycle. Uh, sure looks back a lot. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Thanks. Yeah. I'm trying. Improv classes are paying off. <laughs> the groundlings. Um, I'm, I'm just fascinated by this period, I guess, because because I was so young, I didn't really understand it. But really, the, the beginning of a war is so interesting to me because it's always this slow escalation. But I guess what I wanted to talk about originally was the ending of wars. So let me try to transition to that. I'm just trying to say, <laughs> no, I know. I'm just making it obvious. Like uh, telegraph. Yeah. <laughs> That's his style, man. I know. Like, you, you do it over and over and if a mistake becomes a style. The like, next thing I'm going to do is going to talk about this other thing. So I'd like to try to transition to what I'm going to talk about. You now. know what I do? You know why I do that? I narrate myself all the time in class mm. when I teach. And so, <laughs> and one of the things I do is I tell them when they put on a lavalier microphone on an actor, narrate yourself. Oh, totally. Like, yep. So even if you're like, oh, I'm going to lift up your shirt now. I'm going to put a microphone on mm-hmm. you now. Do this now. I'm like literally to say that. So yeah. I get into that horrible habit of narrating myself. Sure. I guess Harvey Weinstein did too or whatever. Did he? Yeah. No, are you accusing he, me of being Harvey Weinstein? He's just used to it. He just narrated what he was going to do. I'm going to take a shower now. I'm going to lift up your shirt. I'm going to put this lavalier on. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're going to sit in that chair and you're going to watch me take this shower. Oh man, that guy's creepy. That poor potted plant. What's next? Jesus that Christ. Poor plot. <laughs> um, the plant like the it. seeds. Uh, let's let's talk about Iraq because we have. Well, what have we been talking about this? Whole well, time? no, but I mean Iraq in a, in a state today because we really fucked it up um, <laughs> really badly, and we're still- which time. And I'm just so fascinated with what's going on right now between the Kurds and the Iraqis no because it, we thought we got rid of all the sectarian violence, you know, and after, I know, it's, it's like it's never ending. Well, every time you take out a dictator, then that vacuum needs to be filled by something. 100%. So, you know, ISIS is essentially created by all of the people that, you know, were in the military and just kind of abandon it. And then we're left over with a giant power vacuum. And then, you know, since there is no dictatorial control, we start breaking up into to little sections. I mean, that's why we installed Saddam to begin with. <laughs> so it's literally happening right now in the city of Kirkuk, which mm-hmm. is, was under slightly, you know, ISIS control in the beginning of ISIS 2014. The Peshmerga, the Kurds went down south a little bit and took it back and mm-hmm. they've been occupying it ever since. And then after ISIS was kicked out of Iraq, the Iraqis, the Iraqi government now says, we want Kirkuk back. And the big deal about Kirkuk is that it's got the oil. It's got mm-hmm. t- like 74% of the oil in Iraq all around it. So obviously everyone wants it. Was Kirkuk part of the recent vote? Yes, exactly. And that's kind of the whole thing is that the Kurds have this new re- referendum, but they wanted to include Kirkuk, mm-hmm. even though it's slightly south of their actual Kurdistan, their autonomous gotcha. region. And right now, about two days ago, the Iraqi government just started fighting and they, they killed a bunch of them and they pushed them back. And Where, in Kirkuk? In Kirkuk. Okay. They basically took back the city and now the Peshmerga, the Kurds have pushed, been, been forced back to their previous borders. Gotcha. And which is so fascinating because now we have this- so like, is- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is, is it basically the idea then would be to take back Kirkuk and then go back and take over take over the rest of I don't Kurdist, think is it I Kurdistan. Don't, you can call it that the Kurdish Kurdish autonomous region, okay. uh, the regional government, the KRG, whatever. But uh, KRG. I don't think they're go. I don't think Iraqis would really do that. I think they just want to push back to the previous borders before ISIS was, was oh, taken hold. Uh, so that would establish a Kurdistan. They already have it, pretty much. Oh, really? I thought that in, was... Yeah, I mean, kind of. I they thought have, that was what the whole vote was, that they were seceding, essentially, so they were like, kind yes. of like a state and this of is, Iraq again, or It's wishy-washy, right? They okay. have their own autonomous region, which uh, is, you know, again, kind of their own country. But it's like different not. cultures and languages and everything, right? Like, sure. it's completely... Okay. Sure. And we can relate that back to what's going on in Catalonia, but... Is there a lot of oil there uh, 
outside of Kirkuk in the Kurdistan region? A little bit, a little okay. bit, but not as much. Okay. Like right south of the Kurdistan region is Kirkuk with all the oil fields. Gotcha. And that's what they want, um, which is interesting too, because now the government in Iraq is Shiite and Iran. <laughs> and the Iranian, Iranian government is Shiite and, and you know, Assad is Shiite. So it's the whole Sunni versus Shiite stuff again, because, you know, the Kurds are somewhat Sunni. Um, and this is just a whole other aspect of the Iraq war that we never take into account. And I just, I'm just so endlessly fascinated by I mean, all- Nobody takes any aspect of the Iraq war into account. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's true. Genuinely. I mean, really, for the most part, nobody, nobody thinks of the fact that we're in whatever war we're in, because I don't know what the war that we're in is at all, to be honest with you. I really Which don't. Which one? Exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, it just seems to be just this blanketed war on terror, yeah. the Iraq war, the Afghanistan war, whatever the fuck was happening. Well, we change our in, targets. That's for sure. I mean, we, we, we first were fighting Saddam. He the, lost. Then we were, you know, fighting. Well, no, the, we were fighting Afghanistan. We were fighting the Taliban. Well, okay. Yes, you're right. 2001. And then yeah. we added on Iraq. But sure. then Iraq, the reason it changed the targets was because, the, because with, with Saddam no longer in power, the, the quote unquote terrorists took hold, right? Sure. Yeah. So they, they it, it ironically they weren't part of the war on terror, but by us removing the the current power, were became a war on terror because the terrorists took over that kind of. It's another aspect place. of it. But yes, you're yeah. right. We're, we're because like we perpetuated is, the war on terror. Well, yeah, this place. is exactly the military industrial complex. This is the idea that we have created a structure that is very good at what it does, but what it does is not ending wars. What it does is fighting wars. And it's very good at continuing to fight those wars. But there isn't really any, well, I don't know about anyone, but there isn't a specific plan for exiting these things. There are never really criteria established. You know, when you go to war with Germany in World War II, there is someone that can sign an armistice. There is someone that can actually give right, up the country. Right, actually here. Yeah. But, well, but I, I have well, a that problem. That just led right into the Cold War and the splitting of Germany. So, I mean, you're right. Even more so, it proves your point that it's we didn't even have an exit really good plan for that even. Right, yeah. and that's hence why the Cold War, you know, yeah. is no longer over or is old, whatever. We, <laughs> You can call, call whatever you want. Cold War II. Right, exactly. Uh, well, Electric but I guess Bugula. I have a problem asserting Nuclear that- Nuclear I, I have a problem asserting that the military-industrial complex, whatever that means, has some sort of a, a narrative in mind with how they want the world to go about fighting. I thought you liked Alex Jones. No, I, I very specifically said I don't. <laughs> and honestly, I, to me, that is the Alex Jones uh, approach. To me, I don't think- that that narrative yeah i don't oh, think okay, it's a narrative so i think, they're, so you think they're, it's just a, just like an instinct like in the same way that a business looks for money business. it's like okay. it is it is perpetuation of that it is i own a factory that makes missiles yeah. if we're not using those missiles then i don't have to make them and i'm not going to make any more money there so there is just a a general incentive for these people to continue these things because that's the way that they've been done and if, as long as we just continue no, 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 slow the down. money keeps going that is a narrative though because if a, if a company of making missiles there has to be somebody that's buying the missiles regardless the only narrative is profit the i i'm just saying that there is i don't believe that there is a uh 50-year world plan and an illuminati playing risk no matter, i think that these are just people that are making the easiest decision at any given time that is ultimately driven by profit motivation rather than world peace or anything in that nature which is perfectly fine but that still presupposes a narrative in other words how could that the military presupposes motivation not necessarily a narrative yes, or it does, a plan because- 
I, uh, in a way, it does. I'm stringing it into a one, one, No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, what, yeah. But put it this way. How, how did the quote-unquote military-industrial complex play a part in the war in Iraq? Um, by, well, I, I, I would assume or uh, pontificate that it has to do with money flowing in one direction or another and um, tr- you know, convincing people. So most of the, the information that they get is from people that are inside of the military, which are connected to the people that make the things. And okay. there is a lot of money that flows back and forth and positions and right. power. Right. So, so at the time, there could have been whatever, Halliburton, let's just say. Well, the Carlisle group. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, th- yeah. so there, there, are, there are elements at work in that particular moment, mm-hmm. right? Now, let's talk about the war on terror, mm-hmm. right? How did the military industrial complex um, play a part in perpetuating the war on terror? Well, I mean, everything gets played up. So, you know, the idea of being able to sell more security to airports, you know, so anything that happens becomes much more um, of a sensationalized news story in a, in a way that scares people into thinking that they need this sort of security theater that happens in airports. And basically what we've done is created a, a different funnel for people to get uh, taken care of. So that, that is going to be taken advantage of at some point i'm sure but that is a whole yeah. and how are they profiting off of this uh from all of the machinery all of the manpower that's required to run that machinery so all of the scanners and then the new scanner and then the better scanner and then the newer scanner sure but then- th- this is all reactionary it's not it's not i'm not active. saying that they perpetrated 9-11 in order to do this stuff i'm saying that i know they- you're not no and i'm not i'm not suggesting that you are by the way i'm, oh, I'm just asking you, you were just trying to make me articulate that or yeah kind of okay. I'm, I'm, I'm well actually can we take a step back and even what is the military industrial combat complex Jesus Christ. <laughs> military industrial complex what is that you tell us sean i don't know man you don't know no i don't all right i, I don't sean think thought, it's a, i don't it. i frankly don't think it's a fucking thing really no i really kind of don't well, i think that there are businesses well, at work it's, who create it's a concept so, I mean, this is like the Illuminati. So it's, you know... I don't even think it's that conspiratorial, but okay, I'm sorry, go well, ahead. Well, I, I guess I should say my perception of the Illuminati. So everyone talks about the or you know, Alex Jones talks about the Illuminati as like this group of individuals that just has everything planned out and they're in control of the world. And I think the Illuminati is a much looser uh, association of people that just have uh, like goals. So, you know, these are all industrialists that are working towards the same thing it's not necessarily that they are in control of things, but they all have separate areas of control that can help everyone lead towards their larger goal. So, you know, just like the way anything really works in society is, you know, you have a few people that can lead things and get things actually done, and then everyone else just kind of has to fall in line or fight them with every fiber of your being. When did the industrial... I'm sorry, what was the question? When, the military industrial <laughs> com- when did the military-industrial military complex, industrial when did it start? When do you think it started? Um, well, I mean, the term is uh, Truman, right? Uh, Eisenhower. Eisenhower, goddammit. Um, yeah, yeah, same difference. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Eisenhower- so why do you think it started his, right after World War II? Um, well, no, that, that was just the warning from Eisenhower after World War II because he saw what was going on. Um, you know, read Catch-22. There's a, you know, it's a very good articulation of how that- Let it be known that this Catch is the 22? very first time Sean Fah has ever told Jesus someone Christ. to read a book. So let's just take, let's move on. <laughs> Tried to sleep. Then. A thing that just happened- <laughs> Give yourself a round of applause. What's the thing that just happened? We should just kind of move on. Wow. Apollo's anchoring first. 
So yeah, even so more sure, so. Joseph that, Heller over there. Go yeah. ahead. What, what uh, should we do? T- well, major, be, major, major, major. I've only read the first half. I give up on half books a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> sure you do. So, it is. It does a better of job of articulating the the way that it works than they do in the movie. But essentially, the way you know everything was just for profit. So they just kind of saw that like these military uh, the military suppliers would um, you know send supplies out to people in the field and then whoever happened to be in charge of that in the field would basically you know skim off a bunch and then you know sell all of that so like all of these little stops along the way basically everything is kind of um pilfered and broken off a piece for this guy and a piece for that guy to ensure that we keep going through these specific suppliers so no one complains because everyone is benefiting from these things so it's just kind of something that you know it's a a individual um uh, example that is articulated there, but it is something that snowballs throughout the industry. Everyone benefits from their little piece of the puzzle that is coming together. And basically, since everyone is making money, there is no reason to stop it. So the best thing to do is to keep building more arms and keep using those arms. And so, selling them. But yeah. well, uh, Sell them to your enemies as well so that you can use them. Is it is an appropriate analogy when people say Hollywood, quote unquote? Like Hollywood is just a bunch of people who are making movies and it's in their best interest oh, to continue making movies saying. and there's yeah. a bunch of people, whatever. So is the military – when people say the military That's industrial complex, analogy. do they sort of mean the same thing I think as so. like yeah. saying Hollywood? It's yeah. like a bunch of people who are doing this thing? I, I would subscribe to that analogy, yes, sir. Okay. The production companies are these, yeah. you know, the Lockheeds. The, yeah. Sure. Yeah, right, I mean they exactly. get together and they make their rules and they kind of abide by those and anyone outside of that the, is the, kind of fucked a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so I mean I guess, the, I guess the presupposition there would be that, you know, in, in the Hollywood term, people – People will watch movies, or at the very least, you know, entertainment is necessary, or at the at the very least, entertainment is purchased throughout the world. Um, I don't understand how if the product that the military industrial complex is creating is um, arms, how it's necessary for that the consumption would be of war. How oh, is war? That's well, the whole thing. It's they not would, necessary. They would argue that's defense. Why we were they would argue defense. It. We always have to defend ourselves from bad guys. Keep them, keep the wolves at bay. It, well, yeah, but that means that there has to be a bad guy. What, what if there are no bad guys in the world? Then you got I, I no think, war to I fight. think, I think that's a beautiful thought. Uh, I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. No, I, I'm not saying that it isn't or is the case. Or no, I'm not saying that it could be the case. I'm, I'm suggesting the proposition completely that it, hypothetically. Sure. I don't even know if that it's hypothetical to assert that it isn't the case in reality. That it I'm might sorry? not be the case that there are any bad guys. Everybody has some sort of need for oh everything is on a spectrum you're saying everything is gray well i get even in the sense of enemies i don't even mean good versus bad i just mean oh god i, I don't want to sound hippie about this because i'm not trying to make it sound that way and whatever i sound oh, you're gonna, a republican whatever i sound is going to have like a barroom weirdness to it but i i guess the point i'm trying to make is that if you guys look at, we all just love each other right? no it's not that <laughs> i mean you know genuinely speaking um, we are at war right now with, quote unquote, the terrorists. Mm-hmm. And the terrorists hate us for reasons X, Y, and Z. Freedom. For our freedom. Yeah. But but I don't really no. know why. I mean, they're, they're, at the current moment, there seems to be this sort of like very sort of r- religiously motivated. No, they also, also hate us for our interventions in their affairs. 
And that's oh, the Noam Chomsky. Uh, well, I think a lot of them, which would be fine. Okay, if that's a lot the of case, them hate us fine. for personal reasons, though. We actually sure. killed their fathers, right. brothers, cousins, absolutely. uncles. Like absolutely. <laughs> so we are we are just as bad as we are. We are no. we are the bad guys too. Exactly from yes. their perspective. Yeah. Not that okay. we're just as bad. I'm not okay. trying to do a Noam, Noam Chomsky Good. thing. I'm just yeah. saying in general. You got me all hyped. From their perspective, they mm-hmm. we are the bad guys. Yeah. And I Same get Same thing that. with North I, Korea. Absolutely. I totally get that. We, we went, you know, see our North Korea episode yeah. for that. Now, the, here's the real question. What do they want? What, does, what do the terrorists, quote unquote, want? It depends on which group, obviously, but um, usually autonomy and uh, freedom to do, like, or freedom to practice their caliphate or- Religious theocracy, usually. Recognition right, exactly. or a home state. Yeah, or... it's usually some sort of independence and theocracy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, why is it that they're unable to attain that thing? Because well, that— Well, look, look, some the, of them are. Here's I mean, the reality. ISIS was able to do it Here's the reality. Years. Let's just take a step back and say they're not the bad guys. These are a bunch of people who want a particular thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Sure. And then ask what it is they want, why they want it. And if those reasons are good reasons— moral reasons maybe we could say okay cool how do we how do we go about helping how do they get it are they getting that what they want through murder no no that's kind of my point exactly if the the things that they want are immoral fuck all that if the (laughs) the things that they want are immoral then now we have a new obligation to whatever it is that we're trying to do i'm just trying to break this down in a much more specific perspective rather than saying bad guys versus good guys or enemies Enemies well, in general, that, you know what I mean? That's the whole problem with the war on terror in general, is right. that you're fighting a war of individuals. You're fighting a war against criminals. You're fighting a war against— Right, everyone's it, just a person. It, in yeah, the and everyone has Literally. their own ideology for why they came in. So some people are terrorists, even within the same group of terrorists. Like if you have a you know a cell or whatever you want to call them— Sure, t- some of them might be there because you know their, their dad— Died. Right, and then some of them are <laughs> just extremely religious, randomly. and they believe everything that they've sure. read there. Some of them, you know, the, yeah, their dad or their their brother right. has been shot. Some of them have just, you know, seen the war strife, and right. they hear the stories of being able to live back in Palestine. Not and, to mention the fact it's the exact same mentality that that causes, you know, the the sort of the the, the our current alt right KKKers to rise. Right, it's like you know that that one guy lost their job, this other guy lost their job, mm-hmm. our jobs are losing. There's the other. Okay, cool. Let's kind of rise up, and they're yeah. the enemy, and thus let's kind of form together and cause terror to stop this from happening. It's the exact same thing, just they're, on a different spec, on a different you know playing field. I can't remember what episode and it different was. tactics. Well, not really to- to- totally different tactics. It's you know a, a a a tiki a tiki torch march is is a terrorist act in a way. If yeah. you want to talk about it as far as you know what you're trying to inflict and in, instill in the hearts of your yeah. quote-unquote enemies sure i buy i think it might have been the um uh, uh standard uh income episode of freakonomics but there was one where they were talking about basically the amount of money that we spend on a war and the difference if we had literally just given that money to the citizens of the place that we were at war with and how it much was, cheaper yeah. it would have been oh whether God, yeah. to just you know uh basically annex them and make them you know but then those the, companies wouldn't get that money sean exactly yeah. you know? that, well that is the the crux of the military industrial complex I think the argument. big thing also the military industrial complex in general was, was, was came out of World War II. And we all have this, whether it's a myth or not, this idea that we basically spent ourselves out of the depression yeah. from, into World War II, which saved the country yeah. and you know saved the world. Well, yeah, then, every other war, we stopped production, like the, the factories that you know 
were converted to make ammunition then went back to making cars or whatever it was that they did before the war. Whereas after World War II, that didn't really happen as right. much. Can, can I ask you a question, Joey? Why, why is this relevant now? Why did, why did this cross your mind? We came here today, and that was the first thing that was on your mind. I don't understand. But I haven't heard about the war in Iraq. I haven't heard about any of this shit. Well, there's about to be a war in Spain. So. Well, a couple well, things. Is, what, what, there currently apparently is a war in in Niger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, Or Niger. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it rhymes with Pierre, supposedly. Oh. Niger. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, that's part of it. So I, think, I thought it rhymes with figure. No. Okay. Um, but I think, yes, the idea that one Raqqa has fallen, meaning ISIS is almost physically defeated. Almost. Raqqa! Uh, two, like I said, the battle for Kirkuk was like two days ago. And three, obviously the stuff in Niger, but also I've been watching the Vietnam doc and I've been mentioning this a lot. And I really do believe the Iraq war and what we did in Iraq is the most influential part of this century. And what for better or worse, probably obviously for worse, um, but I think the, the parallels to me are so glaring that I can't stop thinking about it. And that's really why I wanted to talk about it today. But if you want to dive into the specifics of Niger, that's fine. No, no, no. It's, I, I'm not trying to guide you anywhere. I, I, I'm, it's, it's just the parallels of today. Like, I mean, it, I guess that's my point. I don't see the parallel because it, it's the same thing that's been happening. There's nothing. Well, that's a parallel, isn't it? History repeating I, itself. No, we, all I'm saying is that nothing's changed. It's right, been sh- the same always. And is it, so to me that it, well, to me that is essentially the problem with the news media today. That everything is just about the story that is happening right now. Right. When there is, you know, things like this, people need to keep talking about. I think that is part of our responsibility if we're going to, you know, call ourselves whatever the hell we're calling no, ourselves. I'm just, I'm just wondering what the catalyst of whatever where his thought process was. I, I just all. am sick and tired of the distractions in the media. Okay. Kind of like what he was saying. I'm just. Cool. I'm tired of so it's the exact opposite actually it's not like it was on your mind it's that it's always been on your mind it's always and been you're on tired my mind. of the fact that yeah so there are no, no parallels shit, yeah. it's just it's We're, it's it's like the, the constant the perpetual hum underneath like sure. a, like a, like an evil buzz in, well, in are you kidding I mean I think of, get rid of. people haven't talked about this but we killed more civilians in Iraq in the last six months than like the past five years combined like we don't talk about that because that's just not in the fucking news yeah. but how many it, terrorists did we create from that well I don't yeah. know Sean. That's Every one of their husbands, fathers, brothers, wives, and the women sisters. can't fight. Sure, they can. Oh, okay, absolutely. The Peshmerga is like made up of all the women, by the way. Oh, that's right. I did know that. I, and I learned and, that from you. And a whole other aspect of this is Syria, because we don't even mention Syria, but they're they're related to the Kurds because the Kurds have literally fought alongside us. And then we have all these other complications with Turkey because they're a member of NATO. Turkey hates the Kurds, or they at least have problems with them. And the people who are kind of fighting ISIS and defeating them are also called, you know, the PKK, which are... <laughs> oh, Sean broke his pen. Son of a bitch. Let's get some uh, military-industrial complex to fix it. It was Sean O'Brien broke Medic! It sounded like Sean... When Sean Paul said son of a bitch, it sounded like it was... But I, I broke the pen. <laughs> uh, I cannot tell a lie. I am the one that broke the pen. It's not the first pen I've broken before, so... I just think that these are the important issues in my mind. I know you always accuse me of, you know, focusing on foreign policy and my nerding out, but that's, that's really why I want to talk about it. Um, Cool. And I think I, and I don't see an end in sight and it bothers me. Uh, And it's similarly to how I'm watching this Vietnam doc and that everything that happens after 1968. Okay. I see. Yeah. Everything that happens was our. Intervention. I mean, literally, we go into Cambodia in 1974. Every time we try and fix shit, we fuck it up more. 
and, and exactly, and the Khmer <laughs> and the Khmer Rouge takes takes hold in Cambodia and we fucks are like over. The bad roommates of the world, <laughs> we are, man. <laughs> hey, oh, did I break all your shit? I don't know. It was Jerry's. I'm sorry, but we had good intentions. <laughs> Who did I steal that from? Oh, that's that's Dylan Morn. I took that from Dylan Morn. Dylan Morn's a stand-up comic. Oh. He said that once a long time ago, and it just occurred to me now that I stole that joke. I'm sorry. You son of a bitch. Sorry. Um, also, Bob Dylan mourns a lot in uh, the Vietnam Doc. That was really good. <laughs> Sorry, I was just ready. No, no, that, but was, a, that was a good I'm pun. obsessed with the way that music has been used to get on a crazy digression. Sorry, but... I'm going to take a drink now. I, <laughs> I, I want to get back into writing music, and I've been super inspired by Dylan, honestly. I've always loved Bob oh, Dylan. God. I know. Relax. Jeez. I know his voice is annoying. But if you listen to the freewheel, and it's literally a, him and a guitar writing protest songs. Ooh. And... I want to write protest songs. I know that sounds really fucking lame, and I, I apologize for how I sound. But what would be the title of the first song? In the I want to get my acoustic guitar back and start writing some I know. <laughs> protest songs. I'm sorry I didn't bring it today. I'm just, I apologize. Bitch. What would be the first song? I, you mean to write some songs for you? I'm actually a really good songwriter. Sure. Okay. E G A F. I don't mean the music. E G A F. I can get away with the music, but I'm not like the the poetry of it, the I lyrics. Think, yeah, okay. That's always my issue is the the lyrics. Oh. oh. Well, you can tell me a story if you want and come up with a thing and I'll write a song for you. Sure. How about the story of Niger? How about the Tongo Tongo ambush? That's a pretty crazy story, isn't it? I don't know any of it. You know a little bit about it. I do not. And we, when the problem is maybe we don't know enough right now, right? The yeah. Media hasn't told me shit. Exactly. Media has been That's asking why we're questions. That's folks. So uh, let's, let's talk here. about it for a little bit. There was, there was 12 Americans, uh, 30 Nigerians. Ooh. Nice. Nigerian. And it's really tough because Nigerians and Nigerians yeah. spelled almost the fucking same with mm. an E and an A. Niger was a French colony. Is that why we're uh, yeah. Niger? Is that why we're starting to Yeah, like, and there's okay. still French troops It was always there. Niger. I remember I remember in elementary school it was pronounced Niger, mm -hmm. which is fine, but I grew up in Jersey, so maybe it was just a thing. And oh. it was elementary school, so whatever. We continually insist on changing pronunciation. I mean, you know, can sure. and con and, mm. you know. It sure. Just well, no, it, I guess that's the thing. Exactly. So if, if the reason that we're saying Niger, we, it, like the second I heard that, I'm like, that's new. We that's still not refuse to call Germany Deutschland. <laughs> that's though. not a thing. It's not Niger. It's Niger. But everybody kept saying Niger. I'm like, okay, well, why is it Niger? And I'm like, is it French? It must be a French colony or some bullshit in Africa. I'm like, okay, cool. So that's why. That's exactly so why. So it's Niger. Okay, cool. That's fine. So these, these- What happened? Why were we there? So they were there on a mission to try to advise these- Nigerian troops on fighting basically ISIS in Mali and Niger, which is this Where's area. Mali? Mali's a little bit to the west of Niger. Okay. And Where's Niger? Central. No, no. North, <laughs> to the east north of Central Mali. Africa. <laughs> yeah. Mali. East Central. I guess it's more West Africa. Got it. Um, uh, but, you know, the thing, it's a landlocked country, so that's why there's so many borders and so many difficulties. But the idea is we were there to talk to this, these elders in a village to try to just get some info. And they'd probably been doing this a lot. You know, these, these I think they were Rangers or Green Berets. I forget what they were. They're in the army. Um, and I they, think two of them were Green Berets. Oh, okay. And then two of them were not. They know what they're, they're signing up for. <laughs> okay. Um, but, so they went to talk to these. I'm, I'm honestly about to just jump straight to that so we can get it over with. We'll like, <laughs> we'll, we'll start at the end and circle back and finish uh, it with the narrative. To me, that is, exactly is the distraction that Joey is bitching about. Like that is the, the stupid shit that well, is Trump like. Well, started the distraction. That's the problem. Why do we have to follow? Yeah, him? exactly. Like, you know. No, we don't. That's the, that's his whole MO is that he throws a ball and knows where the media is going to run for it. And no, then he, he doesn't. It's not, well, he doesn't he's lucky. know what he's I mean, doing. He gets, he Mr. Magoo's his way. Yes, he Mr. Magoo's way. But he's good at being Mr. 
Mr. Magoo. Yeah, he he I mean, is the president. Everything he says makes news. And everything he says in some way is this weird swarmy salesmanship thing, which is like built literally on the vapidness of the statement. Everything he says is just an empty blank check yeah. that he will never write any numbers on. No. And, and will Everything never he actually says is send. so vague that you can jump on it regardless. Right. Like, and, so, it and, is... he, and, he know, and, and it's not that he knows that or doesn't know it. It's just that he's a salesman and that's what ends up happening. And so he just says instinctively whatever it is that comes to his fucking mind that hopefully will sort of help him in some way. So, you know, hey, he didn't call. It's not that he didn't call. It's just that not everybody called. Well, that's what I heard. I don't know. John Kelly said not Everybody called and said, "Ask Obama whether whether Kelly whether ask ask Kelly whether Obama called him or not." Um, Kelly down the fucking run, you know what I mean? Down the line, yeah. I, I don't. It's all distraction. Okay, it, so, so let's get back right. to Kelly. distraction after exactly. I finish. Let me, I'm sorry because we're just no no. We'll get we'll it's get back. So no stupid. time for distraction. It's so stupid. So half the troops went in there to talk to the villagers. Half of them stayed out with the vehicles. And after they came out, they knew something was up because they saw two two motorcycles leave the village really quickly. So there was like, holy shit, something's going on. And they suspected that the village elder was complicit in this. Anyways, what happened was about 50 of these, you know, Islamic State troops in Niger ambushed them with 12 fucking tacticals, what they call them, like pickup trucks with machine guns on them. Jesus yeah. Christ. And they, you know, tw- this is like 40 guys. And so they were completely ambushed and they were pinned down, obviously. And and look, look you know, four of them died. Two of them were you know, wounded. Uh, one of them, LaDavid Johnson, was uh, stuck for behind the lines. They couldn't get his body for two days, 48 hours. And they basically didn't leave the, the site of the battle for those 48 hours because they refused to leave without his body. And they found his body about a mile away from the ambush. And that's about as much as we know. We don't know exactly how that happened or what the circumstances were specifically in there. Hmm. And the idea is we, we, we knew about this. And then obviously 12 days later, uh, you know, uh, Trump was asked about this. And then he was said, and he responded in this strange way. You know, they asked him, why did you not talk about this for 12 days? What, what's the holdup here? And he responded, as you guys know. What did he say? He said that Barack Obama and other presidents haven't uh, contacted troops who have died. So when, so the reporter was asking him about this war, essentially, and he just diverted into his conversation. Like not diverted, he just deflected, pivoted. or just, <laughs> or literally, that's the first place his mind went to, or right. whatever yeah, it is. He, he's like, a defensive person yeah, by he's nature, a obviously. Fox News fucking viewer. That's yeah. like, that's a Fox News tactic of of whataboutism. Um, if you ask someone a direct question as far as, oh, why is this happening? The question is, well, because Hillary. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just trying to decipher whether it was a misunderstood question that he got defensive about the answer to or if he was literally yes. deflecting no, he, I think he misunderstood to. it to say, why haven't you contacted the troops, maybe? Okay. Yeah, he saw it as like an attack, perhaps. Well, that, well, I think it was an attack regardless, but I think no, he it was- No, it def- was a pretty- I mean, I watched it live. It was not an attack. It was just a, a, a reporter question. It was a legitimate question. Every reporter's question is an attack. Oh, come on. There you go. Exactly. So anyway, so continue, Joey. I'm sorry. No, I mean that's it. He, that's what he said. Well, no, that's the beginning. Well, that's of the how beginning the, of the bullshit. I, yeah. The bullshit I would, started. And then you know that that's what happens is now we all have to defend the emperor with no clothes. So you know he says he sends out John Kelly to do his bidding, and then John Kelly has this whole huge conference where he talks about. Well, <sighs> well hang on, you skipped God. a lot of stuff there. I guess I did. What did I skip? Tell me. Well. <sighs> It's so annoying because it's so stupid and it's not. Okay, fine. So if we've decided this is the distraction, why are we wasting time on it? I don't know, man. (laughs) Look, I 
I, I'm sure that uh, Trump does this. His basic pattern, like I already said, is the second he sort of, you know, is asked a question, he sees it as an attack and tries to deflect and basically lies in the in the process in the process of deflecting, he lies in some way, shape, or form. He just does that, and it you know he doesn't see it as a lie. He just sees it as a statement that he thinks people will buy because that's how he fucking sells things. So, so what the is- lie in this case, of course, was Obama never called. Obama didn't call everybody, right? Um, and he also which, said which in a weird Kelly's way, was son. just it, it was just worded incorrectly or whatever. He just meant whatever. Right. And he just said it. And then they asked him within that same interview. We, we, we go through this every fucking week. There's another one of these things. He says something stupid. We call him out on it. We do it again. We do it again. We do it again. Why the okay. fuck do we care about this one? Why? Wh- what is the whole fucking thing? Like, I mean, if you take it the Alex Jones route, they're using this to cover up the fucking Hillary thing that. Uh, well, the reason it's important, I, I think personally, is why is because. The, why is the media hounding this? Why? They're why not. Are, they weren't. They weren't going to hound on it. It's just a, a, Trump has a way I think, of making things snowball because he can't fucking just give a straight answer well i think and so the next thing that happens is the next thing that happens and then the thing that happens after that is because of the thing that he caused which he wouldn't have caused if he had just fucking been straight in the first place and so it just continues to snowball and then john kelly essentially came out and and started to have to to me it's just such a slow newsweek uh, event or you know it's like one of those things like there's nothing else going on so this is what we're gonna fucking i think it's part of what i think it's part of what i'm trying to go I'm going to read really the Sean Fall stuff here, but it's part of the media's narrative of Trump's being unfit for president. Yeah. And I think it's part of his lack of empathy and his lack of ability to be a commander in chief and contact the troops appropriately and show remorse yeah, and, because, that's what it's and become, understand a gold well, star. I think with that's it. what it's think, become. Think about it, the Weinstein thing. That, Every article about Weinstein somehow worked Trump into it. They, you know, they, they because do, it's related. Well, that's it, but, how is it unrelated? Yeah. It's it's. <laughs> I don't think every article did, but okay. I'm I sorry, mean, for ahead. the most. It, 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 either way, let, let's just say, yes, every single article that had to do with women accusing Harvey Weinstein of sexual assault or mm-hmm. kind of sexual harassment right. had the word Trump in it. But let's none just of them mentioned Bill Clinton. The case. None of them. You know, I mean, there, there are— Bill Clinton's not the goddamn president of the United States. And Bill, more, more importantly, Bill Clinton— it, like anyway, but again, it's, they they are tangentially related, but the fucking Weinstein thing is very much different than fucking Donald Trump. In that Weinstein is indicative of a Hollywood system that is completely corrupt and fucking fucked up. You know that is a, a it is certainly related, but it is not. You the don't same think Trump's system. part of the Hollywood system before he was president? Um, I mean, it's literally a reality star. Yeah, but that's I, I don't think his power came from necessarily Hollywood. Also, I don't I don't he, I think they're trying later, to relate it. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He, he he achieved power, and he was already that fucking sort of powerful man aggressor before any of the Hollywood thing really kind of. I agree, but was. I think that the point is not necessarily Hollywood, although it is. It's 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 all these positions of power are a problem when men are being predators, whether it's politics, business, Hollywood, whatever. I think that's the related. I just don't understand what your point is, though. What 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 does it matter whether or not? Well, I'm, I'm just saying that the there's there yeah there is a a specific narrative that the press is intent on putting forward and then they try like when I look at my fucking news feed every goddamn thing is about Trump and Trump of course because it's the most interesting craziest fucking thing in the goddamn world right now that doesn't mean the, the the media is not a thing they don't have a narrative they're asking questions in order to find out the truth and when somebody does not give the truth it is beholden upon the media who all they're looking for is the truth are going to continue to ask questions 
asking no, questions the, about the thing. Yeah, the media is, that's my argument. The media is not necessarily just looking for the truth. The media is looking for the most eyeballs. So there are, you know, you can find posts of, uh, I think it's like the, well, I'm sure many newspapers do this, but like, I believe it was the Washington Post, where depending on where the distribution was sent, it was, it would have a vastly different headline that was appealing to either the right wing or the left wing, depending on which area of the country that you live in. No, no, uh, by the way, I saw that as well. Mm. Same exact day that thing came out, Mm. different times. The, the, the actual story had shifted oh, in the right same on. way that a news ticker on fucking yeah, CNN yeah. changes. That's why there were two different things. Right on. So anyway, but to, and not to cut you off, I, all I'm saying, let me, let me ask you a question. Let's, yeah. let's just open this up to this. Um, Trump comes out and the media asks him a question. When I say the media, of course, I'm using this blanketed quote unquote that we've all been talking about that we shouldn't be talking about because there are individual reporters right. who have a thing. Right? Just like the so Illuminati sure. and they just are like both, the industrial, military industrial complex, they are all working for their individual benefit right. and they have a collective exactly. uh, outcome that they're looking exactly. for. Exactly. So let's be more specific about this, right? You're saying that they're looking for clicks. I'm suggesting that they're looking for tr- the truth, right? Mm-hmm. But th- those those aren't mutually exclusive. Right. I mean, in the same way that Hollywood is ent- is trying to entertain, they are also trying to make money, mm-hmm. right? And so, so there are many different facets to this. So I don't let think me just- they're mutually exclusive, but they are influencing one another and influencing too much today. They may be, and they may not. Be. That's a good what- argument. I don't. I don't have a problem with that, Sean. Yeah, I think it's, I a think good it's fair. I think it's totally fair, and it has always been the case because okay. you know, hey, if you watch uh, Inquiring Minds, you'll learn a lot about this kind of stuff. Yeah. But- or, or go <laughs> the- watch Newsies. <laughs> Ain't it a fine life? Look, <laughs> let's just say that the 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 guy came out and asked Trump a question, right? And he, his question was, um, w- w- "Do you plan on calling the the soldiers?" Right? Mm-hmm. Trump Trump's response will be, um, "Yes, we have we have a, an inv- investigation underway. There are many things. There are many aspects of this that we can't really talk about right now. But the this is a this is an event that I'm absolutely going to talk to the troops about. Um, you, you're just going to have to wait." Uh, a little bit on all this, right? Now that's that's our little like uh, that's our cliffhanger thing that the media will be saying, right? And we could frame that in any number of different ways as far as what Trump meant by that, right? Um, what if he simply said, "What you know? What are you going to say?" Or, oh God damn it! What's my fucking point here? Sorry, I lost my thread. I'm just angry that we're still talking about this. <laughs> I know, man. I lost my fucking train of thought. Look, I, 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 Trump, Trump, Trump could have been very honest at the get-go of this. Mm-hmm. Trump could have said very specifically when, when asked. Why about would you it, even think or expect that or pontificate? No, on that. I wouldn't. That's like- I, I wouldn't, and I get that it's not going to be the case. All my point is that the media is not perpetuating this narrative. If Trump came out, give a straight they are, answer, because this has been the fucking no, talk for the perpetu- last week. They're perpetuating it because Trump is not giving a straight answer. I guess that's kind of my point in the first place, right? If, if. If they had asked, I'm trying to figure out the best answer Trump could have given to the best question possible. So, God damn it! What like what? Do you remember the question that Trump gave to this, or that that they gave Trump to this whole but thing? Why did it take so long for you to acknowledge this? Right, but what, what what is the fucking end result here? None of the time spent on this is going to be of any benefit to anything. So why does the entire news media need to fucking be focused on this all all goddamn week? Be, when there are so many other things that are going wrong with this country, so many other topics that we need to be talking about that we are talking about a goddamn phone call between two people. Yes, maybe one day of fucking news on that, but a whole goddamn week. This is bullshit, and we shouldn't be talking about it anymore fair okay i agree 
Let's not. I think you're right. <laughs> well, then let's talk about the actual war. By the way, I don't think Trump meant it anyway. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, God, such clipping, Sean. Jesus. Have you no respect for the ears of our audience? To, I had to end it on, like, a funny note. I'll compress it. Stop, stop <laughs> poking the goddamn bear. I'm not. I'm trying to make the bear chuckle. And that's how you, you Yeah, he's him. real chuckling. You cope, you real chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> that's racist, Sean. No yeah. way. They just won, man. They they got the fucking uh, pipeline. Uh, uh, they won. Down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they really they, won. They, they won the light right to their own goddamn land. Yeah, they're really gonna celebrate now. <sighs> I, I don't know, man. I think you're yeah. right. I think I I really do think you're right. I I I think if Trump had given a straight answer, it all would have ended. It would have been done. I think that the fact that he Let, didn't give an answer, that the media perpetuates it. Oh, um, all right. Well, the problem I'm sorry, to me, right. I'm, I'm, well, <laughs> I'm trying to not sound Trump like anti-Trump. Well, I'm, I'm like on. I don't think that he meant any harm by it. And so no, he's just dumb. Let's move on. We he's know dumb. He's dumb. Dumb. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. The problem with Trump is this. It's that he is the commander in chief now. And we have to really think about all, all that his authority <laughs> does have. And if we are trying to end this war on terror, the man who has to do it is him. I know that's fucking not going to happen. But the point is we have to really start holding his feet to the fire or whoever's feet to the fire, whether it's John Kelly or our generals, or it doesn't matter because I want to end this fucking continuous war. And the more I think about it, the more I get pissed about it because I keep, I said, relating it back to Vietnam and it seems like this thing is never ending. And it seems like we keep expanding it. Point. McCain and Mattis want to expand it even more in Africa after this entire situation. In, yeah, there's terrorists in everywhere, Niger. man. We got to keep finding them. How so could, how could we possibly end it then? I don't know, man. <laughs> and this fucker. When the politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively Politinkering with the show Where I don't know, man Cause the truth is I don't know, man I just, I don't know, man. I don't First of all, guys, thank you for listening. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, we did notice there might have been a quite small audio issue with some pops. So I don't know yeah. if you guys were hearing Sorry, them. Guys. So apologize for that. Second of all, uh, make sure to follow us at uh, fallcast.com. Yeah, on the internet, not in real life. <laughs> no, you could follow me. I, I need some oh, friends. I need some trolls. Uh, also, make sure to listen to our other podcasts going down on South Park, Literally Literary, Wild Wild West World, Text Before Calling. Uh, you can follow Sean Fall at Text Before Calling yep. something like that. Yep. A B and a four. At me. At <laughs> at me. You can follow me yeah, yeah, yeah. at J O E B O N I E R. Don't at me, bro. Uh, and you can follow Sean Sean O'Brien somehow. I don't care. Politinkering. Yeah. I, okay, I, don't, I don't. I don't follow that. Oh, make sure to subscribe. Give us a rating. Five stars, please. Don't forget to uh, clean your guns and stock up on ammunition. Jesus Christ. Bottled and, water. Get some bottled yeah, water. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. Yeah. Uh, but the, pur see. the purge is coming. So remember, remember <laughs> the fourth of November. So it, if the purge comes, we, we, we're all meeting here? I'm going to be here. Okay. <laughs> you better bring your own water. <laughs> I got the bottle of water. You got the gun. Sean O'Brien will bring the books. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We need entertainment. We do. <laughs>